You're listening to the Keto and Low Carb Success Podcast, Episode 46, My Journey. Welcome to Keto and Low Carb Success, where I am here to help you on your weight loss and good health journey. I'm your host, Miriam Hatoum, course creator and author of Conquer Cravings with Keto, originally published as Breaking Free from Diet Prison. I am privileged to be part of your journey with this podcast based on my trademarked Granny Keto Transitions program. And please be sure to go to miriamhatoum.com resources to get all the free guides to help you along the way. I am in your shoes, my friends, and I wrote these guides for both of us. The link is in the show notes and transcript. And now on to the episode, My Journey. As some of you already know, I'm a wife, mother, and grandmother of two, and also a lifelong dieter. For years, I was scolded by doctors who never believed I was following their diet advice, a horrible cycle that started when I was just 13 years old. Listening to Gary Taub's Why We Get Fat and What to Do About It was my light bulb moment. For the first time, I realized that the food itself was keeping me fat all these years, and it was not my fault. I began a ketogenic diet that day and never looked back. For myself, I enjoyed the freedom of keto. That's right, freedom even with all those food restrictions. But when I started my coaching practice as Granny Keto, I realized early on that keto is not for everyone either because they don't want to do it or they don't need to do it. My husband is one such person who is blessed with a great metabolism. So after I began coaching, I decided to widen my scope and create Granny Keto Transitions Program, Five Steps to Keto. That program helped people slowly become accustomed to keto, go straight to keto, or it allowed them to stay put at one step, only giving up sugar and baked goods, for instance. I know this sounds like an infomercial, but I just wanted to give you some background about how I landed up even doing keto in the first place and why I incorporated low-carb. Now, what's your dieting history? Can you relate to mine? Have you done any or all of these or more? I'm listing my attempts so that you can see that you are not alone. In doing keto, I realized once and for all that it was never I who failed the diet. The diets failed me. Yes, I still needed personal work setting goals or sitting with urges, but overall, after learning about insulin's effect on hunger and fat storage, I realized that the food itself was the major contributor to driving me to eat. Here is the long, non-exhaustive list of diets I've tried. And I say non-exhaustive because I am sure there were more I can't even remember. So, starting at the age of 13, mom took me to a doctor who put me on a calorie exchange program and put me on amphetamines. In 1965, I guess they were no big deal and were a legitimate diet drug. At the age of 16, I was dropped off by my mom at Weight Watchers meetings. When I was in college, I put a fridge in my room and made a pudding out of carnation instant breakfast, water, and gelatin, and ate that instead of meals. 
Between the amphetamines and the carnation instant breakfast pudding, there must have been at least a dozen stupid and dangerous attempts to diet. It was, after all, the age of Twiggy. Then on to the Stillman diet, which I think is the precursor of Atkins. There was nothing but protein and vegetables, most notably cottage cheese and carrots. That I did every incarnation of Weight Watchers, from the original liver and fish five times a week, no ketchup, only mustard version, up through all the different point systems. There have to have been no fewer than 12 programs. If you don't remember Fat and Fiber or New Freedom or the original winning points, you haven't been with it long enough to feel my pain. Then onto the Zone Diet. CAD, which was Carbohydrate Attic Diet, South Beach Diet, Gluten-Free and Wheat Belly Diets, Medically Supervised Elimination Diet, Toscarino's Clean Eating, Joyce Mayer's Eat and Stay Thin, the No S Diet, the Beck Diet, Overeaters Anonymous, 100 Days of Weight Loss, Mark Hyman, Both Blood Sugar Diet and Eat Fat Diet, Low Glycemic Index Diet, Volumetrics. Never did juicing, but I did buy a Nutribullet thinking that after a few of those recipes, I would certainly be boosting my metabolism. Way of life sort of diets that I actually do draw on now. Mediterranean, Paleo, and Primal. Calorie counting, using my fitness pal, spark people, and lose it, as well as paper and pencil during the dark ages. Suzanne Summers, which was the food combining diet. Any of the dozens of books with titles such as Think Yourself Thin and Thin From Within and all the other ones with those sorts of titles. All sorts of exchange diets, such as American Heart and Diabetic. TOPS, which stands for Take Off Pounds Sensibly, Eat This Not That, Hungry Girl Diet, Tony Robbins, The Body You Deserve, DASH Diet, which was supported by my workplace, so I looked, but I didn't follow it, Positive Changes, which was hypnosis and by far the most costly one, even if I add up all my years and products at Weight Watchers. The Slow Down Diet, Intuitive Eating, Mindful Eating, Carly Pittman's Growing Human Kindness and Untangled Programs. Not all these diets are off the mark, and as a matter of fact, a lot of them had excellent advice, but they did not ring all the bells and blow all the whistles for me. In the past, I looked at all these attempts to diet as my failure. I have turned my thinking around and now see that it was just a matter of not succeeding and that some of these diets had built-in problems because of the foods and methods, no matter how well-intentioned they were. I now no longer see myself as a failure, just attempts that did not work out, but which supplied the building blocks to bring me to where I am now. I am sure you have heard of some of Thomas Edison's quotes. Among them, I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. Another one, our greatest weakness lies in giving up. The most certain way to succeed is always to try just one more time. 
and another saying that I love. Results. Why, man, I have gotten a lot of results. I know several thousand things that won't work. Bless you, Mr. Edison. I see I'm not a failure, nor were my hundreds of attempts at dieting in the 60-plus years I have been making them. They were merely stepping stones to finding what works and to help me grow and mature. What I learned from trying all these diets is that the answer is within me, and it is within you too. Stay tuned to the end of this week's actionable coaching advice to see how you can use all your diet attempts as stepping stones to finding something that is right for you. And it's not just a matter of the foods themselves that we choose to eat, but also the emotions and feelings we have behind eating those foods. Now on to the story behind Granny Keto. In 2018, my whys were really embedded like no other time in my life. My original why with doing keto was to bring down my blood sugar and other extremely poor blood markers, like triglycerides and CRP, but more on that in another episode. During the months of November 2017 through March 2018, I had several crises that showed me that I had the strength to stick to my new why, which was wanting to be healthy and to be authentic so that I could feel honest about being a keto coach. In the fall of 2017, my new grandson had a bowel obstruction and was hospitalized. I took care of my three-year-old granddaughter, juggling taking care of her and working. It was a short period of time, but I did not crumble under the stress. Between going back and forth from the hospital, staying overnight with her, and then dropping her off at daycare, then going to work. There were lots of meals out or in the hospital, and the distance was a triangle with one hour distance between my daughter's house, work, and my house. But I did it, and this pales in comparison to the next set of crises. In December, I got a call from California that my sister had 12 hours to three days to live, and I had better get out there from Boston. This call came at 11 a.m. on Sunday, and I was on a 4 p.m. flight that day, packed and ready for about three days. She came through the crisis, but the outlook was not good. I stayed in California about two weeks came home and then turned around and went back Christmas Day and stayed until sometime in January. My first visit, she was in the hospital and I went back and forth from the hospital to her. Again, all meals either at the hospital or at restaurants. For the second visit, she was in hospice near her condo and I used that time to empty her condo to put it on the market. We knew that she would not be returning. It was a heartbreaking and stressful time. I went home on a Thursday and she died the following Monday. That Friday, we had the funeral. Three weeks later was my mother's funeral. I was finally getting my footing back when one morning, which was the first Friday in March, I hear my husband yell, get me to the hospital. And that was it. He was unconscious. We got him to the hospital just in time as he had a ruptured AAA, which is an abdominal aortic aneurysm. 
everything was aligned and they got him into surgery and somehow he survived a seven centimeter shearing off of his abdominal artery. In two days, he had nine pints of his blood replaced. Our bodies only have 11 and a half pints, so you know how severe this was. But anyway, he survived. The doctor said there is no protocol for survival with this situation, but he made it. So as I sat there watching my husband on a ventilator, I realized that life is precious, and if I have it at my fingertips to live a healthy life, then I should just do it. When I was in California, when both my sister and my mother died, and especially when I had my husband's crisis, I would post on a Facebook page I belonged to, and I would receive comments and messages that, because someone saw my strength and determination and resilience to stay keto and not turn to food for comfort myself, it gave them the determination and courage to not give in to their old familiar habits. Where there was adversity, somehow I found strength. I knew that no amount of candy or cake or overeating of any kind would bring back my mother or sister or help my husband. I knew that to come through to the other side, I needed to be strong and healthy and not lose myself in old eating habits and comfort food. So now I had my next why. It was actually time to take the plunge get a real website going and social media going and actually become a coach. And here I am. I might add that my husband's aneurysm forced us both into retirement, something we had no plans for, which is why I probably work so hard on the podcast and everything else I'm doing. I didn't have the plans or mindset to retire. So in my own way, I am still going to work every day. So that's a little bit about my journey through the early days of dieting all the way to being a coach. Now, this week's actionable coaching advice is for you to take a look at your journey. I am going to take a guess here that this is not your first rodeo with dieting. What I would like you to do this week is to make a list of all diets you can ever remember being on. With that list, I would like you to make a note of why they did not work. Are you seeing patterns? What are they? Then with the same list, I want you to go through and see if anything does resonate with you or what you found helpful with them or liked about them. And I want to say that with this list I shared with you, I would have to say 75% of them I could pull out something I liked and something that I use today. So I like to look at them as stepping stones to get me to where I am today, not things that drowns me along the journey. Using keto or low-carb principles, or even any eating style principles that I have covered in other podcast episodes, such as Mediterranean or intuitive eating, for instance, Can you be your own diet investigator and diet inventor? In other words, flesh out the things that you did like about the various diets you have been on throughout the years. Did you like the idea of eating what you love, such as with intuitive eating, but respecting portion boundaries, maybe with Weight Watchers? 
Do you like eating in very natural states like with paleo or Whole30 to give your body a chance to home in on which sensitivities you might have? Do you like a more freestyle way of eating without any restrictions except junk food like with the Mediterranean lifestyle? Do your blood sugar numbers respond best? And do you see healing from non-alcoholic fatty liver disease with keto? Can you take the best of this one and take the best of that one and make it low carb? You are your own doctor, my friends. You are smart and intelligent. And as I said, it's not your first time around the block with dieting. Work this out on paper. Otherwise, all the diets and eating styles are just sugar plum fairies dancing around in your head. Make that list. Do pros and cons, and most will be a mix, although there might be several with only cons. List your whys. You will have more than one. Does one diet help you with a certain why, while another one doesn't? Start to analyze the information. Put on your white lab coat and become a scientist looking at data. Getting to the bottom of all of this might be one of the most valuable, actionable coaching suggestions I could give you. Now, let me remind you, if you've ever got a question you'd like to ask me or share a topic idea that you would like me to cover on a future episode, don't be a stranger. I always look forward to hearing from listeners like you. You are welcome to email me directly, miriam at miriamhatoum.com. And don't forget to leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast. I would so appreciate it because leaving a review makes it easier for other people who are looking to listen and learn about keto and low carb. Coming up in the next episode, I'm going to be talking all about my Granny Keto Transitions program since I mentioned it here. My new course that will be ready for purchase in May has a lesson on this in the program, so I thought I would introduce it here on the podcast to give you a jump start. So go share the show with your friends, let them know that's coming up in the next episode, and invite them to tune in with you and learn how to become free from diet prison with my Keto and Low Carb Success podcast. Until then, go live free from diet worry, and I'll see you back here next time.